comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome. This is Death Do Us Part. I'm Laura. And I'm Jeremy. Um, and we are still complaining about the holidays right now. I'm actually taking photographs of our Christmas tree next to us with our with our mold wine. With um, an exercise bike in the background? I have portrait mode. <laughs> oh, so it's just fuzzies in the background. <laughs> oh, no, it's just Amazon boxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, it blurted out. It's all good. Speaking of Amazon boxes... Um, the holidays are such a stressful time period because you have to like order. I don't honestly know what people did before there was Amazon because then you had to go to the stores and buy stuff. And I'm stressed out sitting at home ordering things off Amazon. I think before Amazon, people just didn't get what they wanted because people would just go to like the mall and whatever they had at your the mall. <laughs> that's what you got for people. Yeah. yeah like, I think you that's You couldn't get true. anything in the world, right? No, you just had to get mall things. Mall things. Yeah. But that's when everybody was obsessed with mall things. When I was younger, all I wanted was limited two shirts that had puppy pl- puppies playing soccer on them. So, like... I think you'd still take that. If they still had limited twos, I would. But, I mean, it's just... There's just so much besides just getting presents. You have to get, like outfits for family pictures and then you have to take family pictures and then you have to find the good family picture out of all the ones of your kid frowning and kicking dirt at you speaking of outfits for family pictures i have a doozy of a murder for next week so i'm just gonna tease you with that great all right put the outfits on hold um and then talk about how you have to send christmas cards and then you have to buy all these perfect gifts even if you're ordering from them from amazon then you have to wrap them all in our case, we have to buy ink so we can print the Christmas letter to send our Christmas cards before oh, we can even send them. I'm not even doing a Christmas letter. Well, I already got your Christmas card. You were the first one. I know. So good job. Yeah, that's because there's no letter. Exactly. It's right. literally just pictures and it was like, we got older and Calvin got cuter. The end. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's all it. that happened this year. You don't need <laughs> to know about anything else. <laughs> Mind your own business. You didn't this rep Christmas. our podcast on your Christmas card. Actually, if you flip it over on the back, it says "Follow us at <laughs> dwcast.com." Yeah, yeah. Um, but not just besides that. Then there's like cookie baking and work parties and white elephant gifts and secret Santas and the fact that Nick told me today that he has to bring a ten dollar white elephant gift tomorrow and they're having an ugly sweater party tomorrow. Does he own an ugly sweater yet? No. He has neither a $10 gift or an ugly sweater because he told me today. So you have to do everything last minute. So somehow tonight, no, he's just not doing it. I'm sorry. (laughs) The time has passed. He's going to have to get up early or dig something out of his closet. What he's going to have to do is just wear some other ugly clothes that he owns. What if he just wears one of your sweaters, which is way too small, way and they'll too see, and they'll see like his midriff, <laughs> and that'll be uh, worthy of he an ugly sweater He can wear my ugly sweater, because I have an ugly sweater that's like a cat falling off of a Christmas tree. It's very on Oh, yeah. Brand. I've seen that. Um, and so he could wear that, but it's like it's way too big on me, because it's a size medium, but then it's going to be way too small on Nick still. So it'll be like a midriff and then like three-quarter length like sleeves. Like a baseball tee or what is that what the three-quarter is? No. What's a baseball tee? Never mind. There's a name for that though, right? I don't know. Three-quarter lengths. That's it? Yeah. What if you're what if you're not American and you go by the metric system? 
Well, it's still three quarters of the length of your arm. Fair enough. <laughs> I've had too much to drink already tonight. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Uh, it's not a three quarter inch shirt. <laughs> it's three quarters of your arm length. No, I'm just going to go back to Instagram. You, you do the rest of the podcast. All right. So just right. it's just Laura now. Jeremy's left. <laughs> Um, so I was reading about different murders and, um, Dr. Renee Carr, who is a clinical psychologist, has written a lot about what makes people crack kind of around the holidays. Oh, yeah. And, um, according to, uh, Dr. Carr, people who murder their family or a family member during the holidays are likely to have repressed anger, harbored hostility, jealousy, or frustration with that family member or what they represent. Because holidays are expected to be happy times with family-filled activities, unhappy family members may experience a psychological break where they can no longer repress their uncomfortable thoughts or feelings of rage. Murders of this type are often reactive and unplanned. Well, I've, I've definitely come across that in a lot of these. Although last week's was planned, the guy who dressed up as Santa and had homemade flamethrower he was pretty planned but even that you could probably say was reactive yeah because it was due to the stress and everything that had built yeah up it was definitely like a murder of passion yeah, and i feel like yeah. that's why when we've been looking at all of these um like holiday murders so many of them are like so brutal because it's not like this well thought out like slipping in some poison or like you know kind of trying to hide the murder it's just people being like and we're done i'm gonna bash your head in with an ammer an ammer good old ammer ammer and an ale yeah (laughs) but you know what i mean like flamethrowers and knives and hammers it's it's not planned out past the point of murder yeah it's not like they're planning to get away with it no it's a serial killer not even like they enjoy enjoy it like no it's just they just break and yeah yeah, and they're gruesome and have you seen the movie falling down no it's a an older movie it's fantastic and it's it's about this man's breaking point and he reaches his breaking point and there's a series of events where he acquires a duffel bag full of guns from these people who are sticking up a liquor store and he's like, I'm not having this shit anymore. And he like beat him with a baseball bat. And it's just about this guy who had uh, enough bad things happen in his life. And he broke that day. It's called falling down. Does he you murder people? It. I can't recall if he actually he killed anyone like, or just beat him up or whatever. But um, yeah, he uh, took control of his life. Yeah. A little past that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good movie. But that's exactly what this is, what uh, Dr. Renee Carr is referring to, I think, that that point of so breaking. So, really, our family should be thanking us because we're venting and therefore we're getting our feelings out and we're not repressing them and we're not going to snap. Yeah, you and I aren't the kind of people to be like, no, everything's just fine until we snap. We're no. Like, no, 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 no. We, we share our feelings. Yes. Well, it sounds like your complaint is waiting till the last minute to do holiday things, right? Yes. Well, Mostly I- this, like the whole like I'm telling you at the last minute that I have a holiday party tomorrow and right, I have nothing right. for it and it's now your problem. Um, but then the other really, really big one is waiting until the last minute to like get any gifts or like wrap any gifts. Which is actually, that's just, it's just me wrapping presents by myself. I actually did this the other night because I don't want to wait until the very, very end and wrap the 273 presents that I have. Mm -hmm. So I was wrapping them and like I'm sitting on the floor wrapping presents and then Nick's sitting on the couch behind me 
reading tweets to me off of his phone, like I'm also going to think they're funny. Were they good tweets? I don't know. I wasn't listening. (laughs) They were like tweets because I think it was Netflix did some tweet thing where they were like, what's something that you could say like in bed, but also about a brand or something like that? Like Netflix and chill? Like Nike or something? Yeah, Yeah. I don't. But then he read a whole bunch of them and I wasn't listening anymore. Tuned him out. Something about like Arby's (laughs) and like we have meat or do you want more meat or something oh, like okay. that okay yeah that's that's uh that's fun i have a similar complaint although i do have an idea for you first before before my complaint um if if he's leaving it to the last minute and he's expecting you to like get the gift and help him wrap it or whatever because whatever the excuse he can't wrap or he's no good at wrapping just get something really embarrassing and wrap it up and tell him it's something else so when it goes in the the white elephant exchange and someone opens it he's like holy shit like i don't know uh some tampons or the thing about white elephant exchange <laughs> his own underwear not- <laughs> <laughs> you might get fired for that one if it's yeah. a work event the thing about white elephants is like it's not like you have to be like that was my gift i put that that's in true. so then everybody would be like wrap it what? in a cat bag that's uh very flamboyant so I'm, when he walks in going- everyone knows that cat bag belongs what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna make another mug that has nick's mustache face on it and put that in the white elephant gift if i had more time (laughs) yep if he let you know ahead of time well maybe that's why he does his whole plan all right so what's your your complaints then well mine is basically the same leaving things to the last minute and and not not necessarily that uh, the responsibility is on me but um that it affects me in a negative way (laughs) just the stresses (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I wrote down in my notes was, one thing that grinds my chestnuts is last-minute shenanigans. Aren't That's you supposed to roast it. the chestnuts, not yeah, grind them? Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want them ground. I want them roasted. Nice and toasty by the fire. Uh, I, I can be guilty from it. Uh, I can be guilty of it from time to time. But I feel like every year, uh, there, there's like a relative of Kelly's that we still need to buy for. Um, wrapping that needs to be done or food to prepare. Uh, and all I want for Christmas is a day of no work. That's all I want for a gift. I don't need a gift. In fact, if it's going to cause me extra stress, just just don't bother, you know? Um, but even Santa can't bring that gift. He's magical and all, but not that magical. <laughs> but I recall one year, um, my wife was working on a gift for me. It was a handmade um, gift. It was super thoughtful. And honestly, it's it's amazing now that it's finished. But that Christmas, <clears throat> I finished all the Christmas preparations at night while she was still working on this on Christmas Eve. What is this gift? Um, you'll see. I'll, I'll tell you. Well, oh. I, it's a stocking. My stocking. Oh, remember? yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So she was working on this while Maybe I was finishing those Christmas Eve preparations. she shouldn't have procrastinated so hard. She had it for like months. Uh-huh. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly. But uh, she worked, I think, until like 1 a.m. on the floor next to the bed. Uh, with the light on so I couldn't see. And so I slept like shit until she went to bed. Um, but also we had people come over the next morning, so I was cleaning the house while she was working on this. Um, and then she gave me the coolest stocking ever. And I was like, okay, it was worth it. But it wasn't finished that first year. So she had to like finish some of this. So it's a stocking with Santa Claus on a Harley Davidson, and it's decked out in sequins from head to toe. Uh, so Did she have to awesome. like hand sew the sequins on? Yep. That was I would have just. I was gonna say I would have just been like, you know what, Jeremy's a dude, and he can just not have sequins, and he'll be you fine. You know me, I like a good sequin from time it's to true. time. It's true, you like a little sparkle. 
So the set, the stocking set partially finished for the whole year until the following holiday season, which then she began to work on it again. Because <laughs> she pulled it out and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> and so she finally, she finished it off that year. She didn't wait quite until the last minute that year. No 1 a.m. sequence sewing. No 1 a.m. sequence sewing. Uh, but yeah, last minute shenanigans, definitely a big holiday pet peeve for me. I have a spreadsheet with everyone's name, ideas for them, who's who's done, who needs one more thing or a gift card filler or whatever. Um, I have that too. I have an Excel and then I have a column where you put done and then I can filter it so it hides the people who are done. I usually color code it so I can just look for the people who are green, meaning they're I done. get stuff. Green I, I put red as done. done. What? That makes no sense. No, red means stop. Don't buy any more gifts, you <laughs> dummy. You spent too much money. No, green means like, woohoo, it's over. And red means like, we're gonna urgent office, help. We're office name drop here. Green means go ahead and shut up about it. Red means stop. <laughs> <laughs> and don't talk about it. Pretty much every color is just don't do it. So yeah. Yeah, that's why I just filter. I don't need to have color coding arguments. Well, I don't have arguments with myself. I'm not schizophrenic. It's got to be green. No, it's got to be red. Green, red. You green. No, make it yellow. Anyways. Yellow means that you're midway through. Those are the people who just need another filler gift card. Well, I'm going to have to revise my color coding. You do, because I'm year. judging you really harshly on it. Well, before we get into our murders, we have to thank our patrons. We always have to thank the Jimmy Fuquay, our number one patron. Um, on Instagram, you can find him as the Jimmy Fuquay. And our other patron, Burn Bernadette from Murderific. You can find her at Murderific Podcast. And I think she had her season finale last week. Um, so, and we had her on as a guest. She was a great guest. Um, she's a joy to listen to on her podcast. And we had a lot of fun talking to her about sex. Is that the worst way to say sex? Yeah, yeah you ruined <laughs> I wanna, everything I don't want to say creepy. Now. We had, we had a joy. We, we enjoyed so, I don't want to say talking it creepy, so I'm going to say it as creepy sex. as humanly possible. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go the opposite direction and just go full creep We mode. talked to her about co- uh, coitus and pet peeves related right, to it. All right. So let's talk about what we're drinking because I'm almost done because it kind of tastes like grape juice or something. Well, there's a, there's a lot of bottle left. We have a cherry mold wine from our favorite non-sponsoring store, Aldi. So cheers. Cheers and, to my empty Merry, glass. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's in these cute as fuck little snowman mugs. I love it. You can find pictures of the snowman mugs on our Instagram <laughs> at ddupcast. <laughs> Now I can't forget to post it. I know you can't, and uh, and you can email us about how much you love our little snowman mugs at ddup at gmail dot com. So uh, you want to talk about your murder first? Yes. Um. So I uh, I had a lot of options. I feel like when it came to murders around Christmas time. Christmas is ripe for murder, apparently. Right? Which I. I find that's, I guess it's because it's the whole Christmas season. Like, Thanksgiving is, like, the most dangerous day holiday. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is, like, a whole season. You can spread out the horror. Yeah, murders, the 12 days of murders, you know? Yeah, I saw a couple lists like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a really good one I didn't pick because it just didn't have a lot of detail, but that the headline was catchy. It was, uh, a man killed a woman and hit her uh, under the tree as a Christmas gift. Yes. Wait, was it, was it a man who killed a woman? Because there was another one where it was this woman. I'm sure it's happened And then her once. ex-boyfriend's aunt. Oh, I think that was the one. Yeah. There was an aunt involved. Yeah, I didn't so read through the was, whole thing. That one. It was this woman whose name I don't remember because I don't have it in front of me. Um, 
And she, like, needed a roommate or whatever. And her ex-boyfriend's aunt was like, I'll help you out. Yep. Um, Don't hold me to this. This might be all completely incorrect. Um, But she, like, did odd jobs to help the aunts. Now, I feel like maybe she lived with the aunt, not the aunt lived with her. Anyway, she murdered the aunt and hid her under the Christmas presents. And whoever was, like, trying to find this aunt lady came in and was like, everything looks totally fine. Where is she? And then he just saw a foot sticking out from under the Christmas presents. That was the one. That must have been a shit ton of gifts if you could hide a whole body without anyone being suspicious. Or, like, some really big boxes that she just, like, laid on top of her. I actually, I think the reason I remember that. Gift. part of it was like my original thought for my like fake murdering of nick was that i was gonna wrap him up in a box and then he'd suffocate in it Ooh. and i would just put it into the christmas tree but then i was reading way too far you, into- put, you put a, a, a sticker on it that says wait to open until christmas yeah, from santa <laughs> and i'll just put from satan because so it's just one letter switch i've noticed you whenever you reference santa you spell it out and you misspell it on purpose yes like, especially well, around the kids because you spell it out, around out the kids. yeah so that they don't know what i'm talking about but then and also like, s-a-t-a-n like, and you wait and see if anybody catches it and every well, time i'm like, like, you like a little, little good at spelling now that they're going to school so then i feel like i have to spell it wrong because i'm afraid that one day they're going to catch on to the whole spelling well, you, well, you know what's going to happen they're, they're going to go to school and, and the teacher's going to be like can anyone spell Santa? Oh, I can. I can. S-A-T-A-N. My aunt loves him. <laughs> uh, and their teacher will send you home a letter. Yep. And I'll be proud of my sister. <laughs> um. Okay. So I am going to be talking about Dustin Klopp. So That's a good name. It, it is Christmas Eve 2014. Um, and Dustin Klopp and his two young children, who were five and two at the time. Um, He's going to be sad, huh? One of those little kids is always sad. Yeah. I mean, they're all always sad, but. Let me get my Christmas tissue box. Okay. Should I edit that joke ready? out? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Let me, let me sit back and drink my mold wine. For those of you who can't see, I just gave Jeremy a look that was like, What? There's no tissues in here. <laughs> no, not in my garage. <laughs> okay, so um, visions of sugar plums danced in the children's heads, but unfortunately their father had other thoughts in his. Dun, dun, dun. All right, that was good. I wrote that myself. I didn't even steal that from an article. I just like, <laughs> created that. Um Okay, so around 10 p.m., him and his wife, Stephanie Klopp, um, got in this argument, and the argument quickly turned violent. Dustin had been charged and in jail previously for some DUIs and some drug-related charges, but never anything violent, and they didn't have any history of, like, domestic abuse or anything. Not that that means it wasn't happening or, like, you know, just nobody knew about it, but as far as, like, the law goes, they didn't have any sort of, like domestic abuse cases against him but for some reason that night on christmas eve something just snapped so first he knocked his wife unconscious then he slit her knife with a slit her throat with a knife Mm -hmm. (laughs) i slit her (laughs) knife with a throat that sounds difficult she was a very rigid woman (laughs) the cops were known (laughs) very angular Um, features okay worst part then he put an axe through her head um, and he said, like, in when he was in the trial or whatever, for some reason, one of the things he said was that um, she was still alive when he put the axe through her head. So there's that fact. 
that he knew and felt like he needed to share with us. Yeah, that seems a little self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, so then he proceeded to clean up the crime scene and he moved her body and put it in a bag and put it in the shed in the backyard. And then he went to bed. And the next morning he got up and he took his children over to his parents' house, their grandparents, to celebrate Christmas. Which I can only imagine they like woke up and he's like, well, let's go to Grandma and Papa's and celebrate Christmas. And they were like, mom's not going to come. And he was right, just like, right. nah, not, not this year. I mean, my kids are five. They would really wonder where mom is. Like, Yeah. They'd be like, we can't open our stockings until mom gets here. And you'd be like, uh. She ain't coming. Open your goddamn <laughs> stockings. Um, so um, he then confessed the murder to his father who made him immediately call the police. Which, like, props to his dad. Because I don't know yeah. if you remember, like, our very first episode when I was talking about um, the guy who shot his, like, two minutes ago wife. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah. wedding party. And then his dad, like, hid the gun because right. he was trying to cover it up for him. Um, but this father was not like that, and there's, like, instead of trying to cover up the crime, he was just like, nope, and he made him call the police immediately, and then he actually drove Dustin to the police station so he could turn himself in. Like, he was making sure that he got there. That's a good dad. Bad um, son, but good dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just, he just snapped. Um, so after he's arrested and he's in jail waiting for his trial, um, in March of 2015, he hung himself in his cell, um, mm. and he ended up dying two days later when they finally took him off life support. Um, his suicide came not too long after they filed an additional felony sex charge on him after they finished the autopsy of Stephanie, and then they found there was like evidence of sexual assault. Oh, and so okay. they filed that charge additionally mm. on him, and then he waived his right to a preliminary trial um which doesn't necessarily mean that he was saying like i'm guilty and i plead guilty but he was acknowledging the fact that they had so much evidence against him he wasn't going to not get a trial right, right. but anyways like those two things happened and then he hung himself in his cell so it definitely may have not been the first time that he assaulted her right yeah and they couldn't there's no way to tell if like he assaulted her first and then killed her or like killed her and then assaulted her afterwards mm -hmm. but um, once that news came out, it seemed like it affected him pretty badly. So, yeah, um, kind of, kind of, uh, like, a disappointing ending. I don't want to say disappointing, but, like, you almost don't feel like justice was really served. Yeah, when it, whenever they, they've succeeded. If if they did everything they wanted to do and then committed suicide, in a in a small way, they have, like, a small victory. Right. I guess I mean, if sure that was what, himself, but. I mean, if that was what he really wanted to do, because you could look at it on the flip side and say that, like, he snapped and did this horrible thing in, like, a moment. Like, yeah, he went out yeah. of his mind mad, and then he, like, couldn't live with the guilt of what he did. That's possible. And, like, the fact that he <clears throat> did that to his children and left them, like, parentless, you know? Yeah. So, and maybe he didn't want them to have to come for the next 30, 40 years and visit him in jail and stuff. I don't know that they would have. Well, when they're, like, two and five, like, they don't have, if somebody, yeah. somebody's going to take them, it's not like they have the option to be like, I'm four, and I say no. Like, they're going to take them there anyways, so. Poor clops. Either way, yeah, terrible. You said it was going to be sad, and it was sad. I wish I had my holiday tissues now. Well, there's no such thing. Well, there is, too. They have holiday everything. That's true. Holiday I'm sure there's, there's totally a tissues. tissue box somewhere where you pull the tissue out of Santa's butt. 
that's a tissue box that exists. I'm Googling right now. Find, you can find that on Amazon for Santa sure. But well, I got to be careful about this here. Hmm. Santa butt tissues? Tissue box. <laughs> Hmm, I don't want to see what you find. There's a funny. Do- oh no! Wait, no, that's a tooting Santa farting butt. There is uh, a funny dog butt tissue holder where you pull out of a dog's butt. That doesn't even make Snow- sense. Oh, Santa, you pull it out of a snowman Santa head. I don't. I don't know. At least not in the top. You might have to go in. You have deeper. to go deep. You, you can have find to go it deep on to get Etsy, that tissue I'm out of sure. Santa's butt. <laughs> oh, uh, found it. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> it was right there. I don't even know if I can turn this. Let's see that. Second image. Yep. <laughs> oh, why is it soft? It's like a plushie. I wanted it to be ceramic so bad. All right. So, podcast listeners, should I just order this for Laura for her <laughs> Christmas gift for right now? Gift. It won't be last minute. Oh, it's on sale. It's regularly, <laughs> regularly $30 right now. You can get it yourself <laughs> at sitacup.com. Don't want to know what else they have on this website. Sitacup.com, you can find the funny bottom-ass tissue storage box napkin holder case for $17.95. It has 77 reviews with five hearts. They don't do stars at Sitacup.com. They do hearts. Sitacup? What style would you like? Red? Blue? Or, yes, you could even get leopard. So it's actually not really like Santa, but it looks like a Santa butt because it's it's red and he has red. The red Um, version. You can actually get 5% off with a new code, new cup. Wow. All right, Citicup. What? They have a lot of cute purses. If anyone from Citicup is listening, send what us even a Santa. What is this? <laughs> I don't know. They have a lot of cute purses. It seems like they went really far from having like an adorable koala purse to like a butt tissue holder. They got it all at Citicup.com. <laughs> I'm going to order that for you. Hashtag ad. All right. Oh, let's order it uh, overnight. Really expensive, and put it in Nick's uh, <laughs> white elephant tomorrow. Oh man, if I would have known earlier, if only. That's that's too bad. Well, I have another family massacre, similar to yours, similar to last week. It's just the, the stories are oh, too interesting not to read. The Christmas massacre yep, stories. Yeah, This one's very famous. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen a documentary on it. Um, I know it's inspired some. Um, a bunch of things. Uh, people go and visit this place because it's supposedly haunted. It's the um, well, I chose it because you, you uh, already named this episode the Feliz Navidad. Uh, so I chose the Los Feliz Murder House, which I know you've heard of. Oh yeah. Uh, but I think I have some details you may not have because I've seen even other podcasts this week come out with this um, this story, and they said nobody knows why he did it. But I found quite a few details about possibly why he snapped, right? As we've been talking about breaking under the holiday So there's stress. like some suspicions, but nobody knows for sure. Yeah, no one knows for sure because um, he killed himself. But um, anyway, so this happened in our own backyard in Los Angeles, in Los Files. There was a holiday murder of uh, horrific proportions. This was in 1950. Dr. Harold, I think it's Perlson. It's P-E-R-E-L-S-O-N. I'm going to say Perlson. Maybe it's Perelson. Perelson. There's no L, right? Perelson. There's an L. Oh, I wasn't listening when you spelled it. I know. You started spelling and I just zoned out. (laughs) (laughs) Perelson. They moved into a a three-story home in Los Feliz. Um, He was married to his wife and they had three kids. (laughs) Wait, he was married to his wife? Yes, he was married to his wife. Well, I'd like to specify he could have been married to a husband. Oh, shoot. Now I feel like a dick. (laughs) (laughs) 
I hate the word tolerance, by the way. Why? Because that means if you tolerate something, that means you don't like it, but you tolerate it. Oh, I prefer yeah. acceptance. Like whenever they they like taught tolerance in our school, I was like, that's bullshit. Why don't you just accept it and be happy with everybody doing what they want? Why would you need to tolerate anything? You know I don't what I mean? know if they teach tolerance anymore, but Maybe yes, not. I know. Maybe they don't that's anymore. such a '90s thing. Such a '90s thing. Jeez, <laughs> so so old school. God, you're so thirty. So the, the house was at 247, thanks a lot, yes I am, 2475 <laughs> Glendower Place, that's the address, of a very picturesque home, a very big home. Now it's probably worth millions, even though it's haunted and people were murdered in it. Uh, on December 6, um, during the holiday season, in 1959, around 4.30 in the morning, Harold woke up, bludgeoned his wife to death with a ball-peen hammer, smacked her in the head. She didn't even have time to scream. Okay, what is a ball-peen hammer? I got one in that toolbox right next to you, I think. Is that the one where, like, it's, it's like... One. Oh, it's little? Ooh. Yeah, go, go grab it. I don't want to grab it just so you can feel what Harold it... felt in his hand as he bludgeoned his wife. Too. It makes it worse that it's little. Um, well, is it has it a one where smaller like... point of impact when you think oh. about it. Versus, right? Okay, okay. But still, that makes it so much worse. I think it's worse than bad no matter what. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm saying like if it was like a giant hammer and it was like it was one big Paul Bunyan whack. But if it's like this tiny, like you're just tip, well, tip, tapping know, it, away. It's not. Here, let me see. That's I think, I think that's tiny. What it is. <clears throat> and they might have larger ones. The ball peen might be this part here. Teeny, For tiny. all of our listeners, this is a ball peen hammer. I don't think that's going to translate very no, well. No, you're just hitting your hand and not a skull I could have just been flooping so around. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Um, then he visited his eldest daughter's room with the intent of doing the same with the ball-peen hammer. Um, and as, as I said, his wife didn't have a chance to scream, but he had, didn't have a direct hit on his daughter, um, Judy. It's spelled with an E at the end, but Judy. Um, he didn't kill her with the hammer, but he did fracture her skull. So she screamed. She woke up the youngest children, some of the neighbors. Um, and that must then have been she, some scream. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine waking up to that pain. Oh, and, for and sure. Seeing your father, who's probably already bloody. Um, and his little tiny hammer. Yep. <laughs> Can't get over that, can you? you it's better, so You better tiny. check me. I'm pretty sure that's the... <laughs> and that's why Harold went insane. Everybody... <laughs> Criticize his, his tiny ball peen hammer. Yep, that's exactly what it is. What I have here in my hand, a ball peen hammer. You're thinking about it, aren't you? This tiny. Oh, you want to take a picture of me right now? All right, thanks for the picture. So you can send my tiny hammer out to the whole world. It's called a peen pick. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Where was I with this terrible, terrible story? I know. This story is so awful, but. The so the daughter, glancing blow, yes, fractured Judy. her skull. Jesus. Judy got up. She ran out of the house. She escaped her father, and she made it to the neighbors and survived. Um, Harold She's then, a boss she because a boss. she ran away with a fractured skull. I can't imagine how much pain she was in. Right? Honey, okay, so then he has two younger children. Two yeah? younger kids, so he went to their room, but he didn't kill them, or he couldn't kill them. They don't know for sure. Maybe he thought about it and looked at him and decided he couldn't do it. Um, so instead, he told them that they had a nightmare and had to go back to sleep. Um, so not long after that, one of the neighbors 
uh, neighbors came to the house because of the screams and the daughter fleeing uh, named Marshall Ross, brave guy. He found the two youngest children on the first floor. And when he went up the stairs, he saw the doctor who was covered in blood. Harold told him, leave me alone. And he went into his room. He took a handful of pills and laid down to die. The police came just 15 minutes later. Harold was still alive, but just barely. And he died before the paramedics could reach him. It was that close to getting at least some answers, some justice, That's something. What, what was the neighbor's name? Harold? Uh, Harold's the the uh, doctor who killed oh, his okay, Marshall okay. Ross was the neighbor. Marshall. Marshall. I feel like he could have, like, stuck his hand. I mean, this is me from, like, you know, 47 degrees of separation. But he could have, like, stuck his hand down his throat and made him puke. But also he was maybe afraid he'd beat him up with a hammer. So valid. Uh, he, he, I don't know what he did for sure. This article didn't say. If, if I was him, I would have just, if he left, I would have just gone down the stairs, took those two kids out of the house and yeah, that's waited true. for the police. And yeah. let the police come. For sure. Let him kill himself. I just want answers. I know. Everybody wants know. answers. That's, like, why, the, uh... dude? All right, well, tell me your theories, actually. I will, I will. So, uh, let's finish. So, Jude was treated. The little ones were unharmed. And Except for mentally. Yeah, well, at least they didn't witness it or he didn't assault them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Judy's probably got some, some, or had some issues to work through. But uh, the mother's family took custody of the kids. Um, and a year later, the house was sold at auction. But uh, the couple, Emily and Julian Enriquez, never moved in. They bought the home around 1960 and left it vacant until they died until 1994. And then their son inherited the property, but he only used it for a bit of storage and nothing else. So the house has been untouched since the 1960s. Yeah. Um, And that's why it's haunted. And that's why they say it's haunted. Nobody wanted to move in, right? But people have visited this abandoned murder house, and they've supposedly seen um, what it would have been like in the 1960s, just untouched, right? So there's the cabinets are still stocked, and there's um, you know shit on the table, and there's all sorts of things. People have reported that there's a Christmas tree uh, with gifts under it. Anyway, that son, Rudy, died in 2015 with no heirs, so the house could po- possibly uh, go up for auction again someone could buy it renovate it tear it down um but the strange thing about the house and why it's just so interesting to people although no one's supposedly lived there since the 1960s there's items that can be seen through the windows that didn't exist at that time so someone's been in that house or something Uh, there's a life magazine from may of 1959 which was after the murders um, there's a can of SpaghettiOs, which was not sold or marketed until 1965. Um, I mentioned the Christmas tree with presents that people reported they saw, uh, but the Perelsons were actually Jewish, so they wouldn't have had a tree. So why would there be a tree in there? Um, the rumors are that, uh, at some point the Enriquez family rented the home out and didn't tell them about the murders. And so somebody may have lived there at some time, but supposedly that family found out about the murders on the anniversary of the murders and fled the house. So that's why people say they must have left the tree there. And of course, these are all rumors. Nothing has been proven otherwise. So just to interject really fast, because I had to do a Google, uh, May 17th, 2019, the house went back up for sale. So a couple bought it. Um. 2016, 
um, and they plan to remodel it and eventually move in. Um, but it's up for sale again for three point five million dollars. Wow! So they, so the family who renovated it, they applied for renovation permits and did some work, um, like taking rooms down to the studs and stripping off the flooring, um, and that was basically it. So they didn't finish the project. No. And they're only taking cash or hard money offers, so you basically have to have $3.5 million. <laughs> For a half-torn-down house. Yeah. So so did it scare another family away? Potentially. Maybe the Perelson mother in, is still there, wanting revenge. Um, or some other family that has some other history no one knows about. But no one knows why Harold did this. I would... I, when they say it's haunted and like murder house, it makes me think of American Horror Story, and I'm imagining him just wake up in like a half drowsy state and doing this unknowingly, totally then, not knowing, like yeah, how yeah. he kept going downstairs and turning the stove on and stuff. Exactly, that's that's what I imagine. Isn't that what that house is based on? Well, they call it the Los Feliz Murder House. I thought that like give um, it a Google, give I, it the old I, Goog um... treatment. Uh, while I tell you about this man's situation, um, the theory behind possibly why he did this he was actually in terrible uh, a terrible financial situation his partner uh, so he was a doctor so his partner stole a medical design of his and he spent more money than he earned back in the legal battle for that medical design so he lost a lot of money and he lost his brilliant idea a few years before the murders the children were in a car accident and he had a lot of medical bills harold sued the other driver but he didn't get enough money to cover the expenses Judy even wrote to her aunt, which they have seen letters of, talking about their financial struggles shortly before the attack, so a little bit before that holiday season. Um, and the family had told friends and others that Harold had multiple coronaries while he went to the hospital, but in actuality, they were suicide attempts. So he tried to take his life before, and they had actually planned to commit him. So I wonder if they told him their plan. Um... So there's always a lot more beyond that mild-mannered man who seems to one day just snap for no reason. There's there's always a reason, and there seems to be a litany of reasons. And I haven't really seen this on um, any of their stories that that cover this, except for this more in-depth article that kind of went into his backstory. But mm-hmm. um, that's the Los Feliz murder house. It's crazy. The uh, the Pearl sins and. The what was it? The Krups, Coops, the Coops, Krups, the Klops. Klops. Klop, Klop, Klop. So I couldn't find if um, American Horror Story Murder House was based on that. They just talk about Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia, and the, how that's a true story, and then how the hotel was based on like H. H. Holmes and how he built like that murder castle or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. But the it doesn't talk hotel about Cortez and the show. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't talk about Murder House being an actual house which is annoying there, there's probably more than one murder house too yes i'm sure it's a compilation of like a bunch of them all right so we've seen some some crazy stressful murders around the holiday time so how would you murder nick if you snapped under the pressure 
mine is um less bloody because that just sounds terrible and like why would you want to get that on all your nice christmas decorations like that totally i mean artificial christmas tree can last forever but not with blood on it wasn't that such a terrifying image like to me one of the scariest things would be like somebody stabs somebody and then like blood splashes onto like a cute little snowman stuffed animal like that's that's like the worst um anyways so i'm not doing that um so to preserve your snowman collection (laughs) i love snowman i have a lot of white walls um Uh, so originally like i said earlier my plan was to put them in a box and then wrap it up but then i was reading about how hard it would be to make a box that was actually like airtight enough that he wouldn't just be sitting in a box yelling at me and also the whole sitting in a box yelling part i'm not doing that so um, around the holidays, people eat much higher levels of chocolate than they do probably. I know I have. <laughs> <laughs> Already you have. Um, so like any other time of year, like a lot higher. Sees candy is out in full force. Mm-hmm. There's like Reese's, Reese's Christmas trees. They Tell now have more. these new things that are like Reese's Christmas lights, which are so cute. Um, well, hold, hold on. It's, What's that? It's Reese's, but instead of shaped like a tree, it's shaped like a little Christmas light. That's pretty cute. They're cute. And I have a feeling that they're like the pumpkins, like the the ratio. Mm. You don't have some right here, do you? There's some in an undisclosed location. (laughs) That's good enough. Called Target. Yeah. (laughs) Um so anyways, there's chocolate all over the place, but did you know that chocolate can be deadly? I actually didn't know that. I know you know that it's like deadly to dogs, um and cats. Are you calling your husband a dog? No. No, he's a cat. It's actually more deadly to cat for cats than dogs. Oh. Um, but cats are like way less likely to eat it. They're not garbage disposals. No, like we'll dogs if you drop something on the, on the floor, they'll eat it. Like if I drop something on the floor, my cats just look like offended. <laughs> so like How dare you make They're a mess not going to like eat chocolate off the ground. They barely eat food. So um anyways, so what it is is there's um high levels of this chemical called theobromine. Hmm. Um, which the reason that it's so bad for dogs and cats is that they can't digest it as well as humans can. Um, and it's a powerful stimulant to the central nervous system. It's a lot like caffeine, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, which is, it's probably why we get addicted to chocolate and why we want someone we're like sad oh, because yeah. it hits that central nervous system and then me. you feel all warm and fuzzy. And, um, so yeah, but if you eat too much, ooh. You'll awake with heart failure, seizures, and acute kidney damage. <laughs> and um, that was heart failure, seizures, and acute kidney, kidney damage. damage. Okay. And worst of all, dehydration. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, but a lethal dose, if you're eating milk chocolate, is 22 pounds or like 40 chocolate bars. Oof. And so I feel like it's honestly, it's kind of like that coffee murder I did. Like you have to get that person to eat that 40 chocolate bars is ridiculous. Right, right. Um, like Nick loves chocolate, but like you would be so full and feel so gross before you ever got there. Um so the highest concentrate of theobromine, it's like higher concentrated in dark chocolate, and it all depends oh, yeah, on yeah. what kind of sense. chocolate liqueur it was made out of. So like the better and more pure the chocolate liqueur, the higher the levels of theobromine, and then also um, the dark chocolate. So the highest concentrate of theobromine is an unsweetened dark chocolate cocoa powder. So you'd have to find like a really good okay. dark chocolate cocoa powder that has high levels of theobromine so i'm going to take that 
and then I'm going to inject it into dark chocolate C's candy. Nick loves C's candy, like the nuts and chews or whatever. But then again, I'm going to get the dark one because that has the higher levels of theobromine. That might as well pile it on top. Yeah, like go big or go home. It's also found in pretty high quantities in tea, which makes sense. It kind of goes along as like part of caffeine. Okay. Um, so when Nick starts feeling thirsty, I'll offer him some very, very strong black tea to just keep those theobromine levels like when the dehydration hits be like you want some tea um bro bro bromine yeah (laughs) theo bromine (laughs) um so i'll just keep increasing the theobromine levels until it's finally too much and he collapses death by chocolate and then is there any better way to go though but than death by chocolate probably i feel like it's my gift that just keeps on giving well, I think it's just a gift me. that ends pretty abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, when they did an autopsy and stuff, it would just look like he had, like, acute di- kidney damage or, like, some heart He just failure. ate way too much chocolate. I told and him to stop. like, my God, he ate a lot of chocolate. And I'll be like, <laughs> you don't even know, guys. Well, you and I are definitely... Wait, all, all done with yours? Yeah. You and I are dead, definitely so. brother and sister because mine is... Uh, Death by chocolate? Death by peppermint. <laughs> oh. Which I didn't oh. know could be poisonous or anything. I, I just happened to find this article about someone, uh, 20 year, a 21-year-old who died after inhaling high amounts of peppermint fumes after entering a peppermint oil tank to clean it. I had no idea. Like, okay, it smells strong, um, but I didn't know it would. No, he, there's he went like to a all coma, had seizures, like, and died after 10 days. There's all these things about, like, you know, people who are super into, like, essential oils? Yeah. Like woo-woos? I mean, they're not, none of I don't really know them personally. I've heard of these people, though. But. <laughs> right. So there's, like, people who are really in, into essential oils, but there's a whole bunch of, like, things because, like, if you put essential oils in, like, a diffuser and you put too much and then you're in, like, yeah. a room with the door shut and everything, like, there's all these rules. Otherwise, you might OD on it. Yeah. Essentially. Literally. There's also a case of a 40-year-old who came in stinking of peppermint oil. The exact amount couldn't be determined, but she had a heart rate of 60 beats per minute. Her oxygen saturation was 30%, and her blood pressure was not even recordable. They managed to save her life through mechanical ventilation, intubation, and a lot of drugs. So she didn't die because someone took her to the hospital. But then That's did where they, I like, come in. Did they ask her, like, hey, why why so much I, I don't know if she <laughs> wasn't part of it. This was more, more on the It's like the, a the list facts. thing, yeah. I just need the follow-up, like, hey... Why? <laughs> Why did you do... Maybe it was somebody who was just totally into essential oils. Yeah. They had IBS and they thought peppermint oil was the cure in great quantities. They drank it all. Which, they I, which I found actually it, on it this is. same website that it, that is... I mean, peppermint's used for uh, different medicinal things and that's one thing it's used for. Interesting. Uh, so my plan is on one of our Get Fat Holiday Nights, which we've started with these... Um, we, we have these advent calendars. One's a wine box. One's a beer box. And we have, what, two cheese boxes you, you and yeah, Kelly bought? Yeah. So we have four advent calendars that we share. And every once in a while we get together. And however many have uh, we, we've saved up over the course of a week, we, we share and we'll split the wine, so beer, like and all that. So it's like four bottles. Good well, they're not like full bottles. They're like mini bottles. But it's like four four bottles of mini bottles of wine, which is really, I think, like four glasses of wine. Four half yeah, it's not, glasses it's not that of much. wine. But then we eat a lot of snacks. and Anyway, it's a good opportunity to slip some peppermint into the fun. So, uh, Ew, peppermint I'll ask, wine? No, no, no. I'll ask Nick to make a special peppermint drink for everyone. Oh. And I'll, um, but I'll put high amounts of peppermint oil just in Kelly's. 
Are you so trying to make Nick an accomplice in your murder? When you get caught, are you going to pin it on him? I have that written down. I like how I'm getting all offended. <laughs> like, I just murdered him in my mind, but you're going to make him go to jail and I'm mad about it. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll call the drink Silent Night. Oh. Because it'll make for a very quiet evening. After ingesting and her vitals drop, um, I'll tuck her in on the sofa because she falls asleep there very often. And I'll just maybe blame your husband, the bartender, to cap it all off. <laughs> I didn't make the drinks. I just squirted a whole syringe of peppermint oil in there. I, would, I wasn't even in the room. So that's my plan. Death by peppermint. It's candy cool. cane, I'll be your Candy alibi. cane killer. What else did I write down? Killer candy cane. Death by peppermint. Is there a candy cane killer? Is that a real thing? I don't, probably. Oh, my God. That sounds like, okay, this is my candy cane killer. It's going to be a movie. Don't steal my idea. It's a guy, and he sucks candy canes until they're a point, and Ooh. then he stabs people in the jugular with them, and then he eats the evidence, which is really gross because it's covered in blood. So maybe he stabs people with wrapped candy. There is a candy cane Candy killer. cane killer with all Ks. Oh, no. But he left, uh, this is the one sentence synopsis that pops up on Google because I'm not taking the time to click (laughs) it. He leaves a candy cane in his victim's mouth, probably as his calling card. Okay, I like mine way better. There's a story called The Candy Cane Killer. (laughs) There's uh, lots of candy cane killers. But do they stab people with candy canes in their throat? I've only just begun (laughs) researching The Candy Cane Killer to see if you can get the rights. This will be a follow-up. On whether or not I can make my candy cane killer movie. <laughs> uh, this was good. This was fun. Well, we're going to go to continue our get fat night, finish off our beers and wine. Yeah, I have some cheese to eat for sure. Um, so, as always, um, while marriage is messy. Murder is messier. <laughs> <laughs>